You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Guys are going to start to get pissy with each other, and it's not going to take very long. By Saturday afternoon at Grey Cup, I'm done with you because you snore too much. <laughs> but I, I just grin and bear it and hate my life for one more night, maybe two, pop an Ambien, and I'm fine. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, two weeks in a row, Ty. When's the last time this has been a thing? Man, it's good to be doing this, and we're kind of easing back into this like some CFL players, aren't we? Yeah, but at least we're showing up. Yeah, and I'm glad you did show up because last night as you oh were driving through Jasper National Park, it uh, could have been a little bit of a different story. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, there's that, re- that I'm sure anybody that's driven through, there's the rest area that's right along the lake on the north side of the highway, and it's like a half a mile long with the restroom right in the middle. That is exactly where I parked my ass during the 40-degree heat wave. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, was, it, it wasn't there. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> it was in between that and the park and the park gate on the oh, yeah, okay. east end. Yeah. Um, two of the biggest elk I have ever seen. And one just right on the shoulder of the road eating. It's like, hey, let's mow the ditches so that maybe the animals aren't walking up here. <laughs> but, like, on, so, yeah, on the way from Fraser Lake to Hinton, because uh, I couldn't get a hotel room in McBride, this could have all been avoided, um, right. I saw a cow moose... Two bull elk, four mule deer, and a coyote. Oh, you had a nice little drive then. Oh, yeah, that was great in the dark. <laughs> Slash stressful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I spent my Saturday in Banff and Yoho National Park, and we were looking for wildlife. Well, not, you know, not like an idiot and approaching them and things like Laying that. Laying down and trying to get videos yeah. of the beavers and stuff. <laughs> So, uh, we've always hoped to see Bear 122, the boss, the, the king of Banff National Park. And he's getting old now. He's in his 20s. So, he's his dominance is kind of going down a little bit. But he's still, you know, a five or 600-pound bear. And uh, we stopped. Taylor really need to, needed to go to the bathroom really bad. So, we stopped at a popular picnic area in Banff. And I parked in the handicap spot to drop her off at the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'll get out and I'll go park. And I'm fiddling around with the camera. (laughs) And 25 feet away from the truck, I look up, coming out of the bush, is this 600-pound grizzly bear. And I'm getting chills talking. I was like... And I, I had the camera in my hand, but it was full out panic. Like my <laughs> my my heart just started racing, and I'm like, 
is this actually happening? <laughs> so then I took a few shots. They weren't in focus. They were blurry. But then it was like, okay, I need to warn the people that are here picnicking, right? So I, I start the truck mm-hmm. and I move across the lot and I'm telling this guy and he doesn't believe me. And then I'm like, I hate people like, like that. Dude, like, why would I, why would you lie about a bear? I'm like, dude, there's, and it's not just, probably thought it was a hoax. Yeah. I'm like, it's not just a bear. It's, it's like the bear. <laughs> and then he gets yeah. his camera and he starts walking towards where the bear went into the bush. And at that point, you know what you do? You just you wash your hands of it and you leave. And then you wait to listen to the news the next day about a man being killed in Yoho <laughs> by Bear 122. And then they have to go and shoot the bear because of people's stupidity. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, this guy's on his own. So I, I, I end up shouting yeah. Grizzly Bear at a family and they're, they're doing the picnic. So they calmly, to their credit, packed all the food up, went into their vehicle. Taylor's in the bathroom hearing this going on. <laughs> and part of the reason it's a good thing the bear doesn't have opposable thumbs <laughs> so I, I moved across the parking lot thinking that i could watch the door of the bathroom to like yell at her but she, she peeked out and i looked over and she was at the truck and i'm like bear and she gets in and we ended up seeing him <laughs> again about 20 minutes later and what an impressive animal mm. it, it's just the fact that I, I cannot believe that people, and I'm telling you, the head of this bear is probably the oh. size of my truck. Like, <laughs> and I drive a little yeah. Ford Ranger, so it's not really that much of an exaggeration. Okay. <laughs> we don't know how much longer that thing's going to last either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just crossed the 300,000 kilometer mark. I put it through a lot, and uh, it's still rolling. I love it. it I'm, I just miss your parents' minivan. Oh, yeah, I was mean to that one. We all were. (laughs) This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial. If you're looking for a way to give back, ATB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes they care about. You can donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares. And get this, ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and to donate, you can visit atbcares.com. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. All right, let's uh, get talking about some football again as CFL training camp moves along. It looks like... Things have got off to a pretty positive start. I I guess no pun intended there. With 6,000 COVID tests dished out, uh, both at home before arriving in Canada, and then uh, once they're arrived in Canada and at training camp, there were 10 positive tests. It turns out three of them were false positives. So we're not in the bubble uh, it's kind of a different situation than leagues went through last year, but uh, maybe the CFL was able to learn and see <laughs> how things went with those leagues into the bubble, how were they were able to operate. And I think with 6,000 tests dished out, I, I think it's all gone pretty well so far. Hey, Ty? Uh, yeah, I mean, guys are going to test positive, you know, and not even know they have it. So, I mean, that's one of the risks you're going to run regardless. 
you know, and you can't really control. They could have caught it from, you know, somebody on the plane with them. They, they could get it anywhere. Uh, but only having seven positive, I mean, that's a point zero zero one. It's just as long as, and I, I don't mean to bring and, this up. And if, and if it doesn't spread, yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't spread, then, I mean, it, we're dodging a huge bullet there. Exactly. As long as it doesn't become a Vancouver Canucks situation, yeah. which that was really tough. And these guys are... They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're athletes. They're, they're in good shape. And uh, by all accounts, it was it was pretty rough uh, for Vancouver. And through yeah. a football locker room, I got to guess that it would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like in there right now, but I, I think things could probably spread in there quite easily. Um, as far as mm-hmm. fans going, it looks like Winnipeg's going to be allowing full capacity or allowed to have full capacity at their home opener. As long as fans are fully vaccinated i i just see that <laughs> there's a bit of a difference i see this going well well i i only see po- if if this happened in alberta i i just think it would be not as well received as it is in manitoba <laughs> um the only the only thing the only thing i'm going to say because i'm not getting into this is that you're either open or you're not that was the whole point of the vaccines we're either open or we're not so it is what it is yeah, and I don't want to get in trouble with anything like this. I, I, I'm just done. <laughs> well, and that's a, and I agree there because how many, how much yo-yoing have we done over the past uh, mm-hmm. eight months? Some places have been pretty consistent, uh, but I, I know where I live, it hasn't been consistent <laughs> at all. Um, but we'll we'll see how this goes. It looks like they're going to be able to do the full thing. I mean, I don't know how something like the beer snake goes over on August fifth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's going to be a big gathering at the Rum Hut. I hope they're ready. I mean, I hope they're well trained. It's probably some new people that haven't worked a game before, and they're just going to get slammed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, fans are going to be starting to attend practice in certain cities. I know Saskatchewan is, and now we're mm-hmm. now we're just worrying about smoke. <laughs> smoke! Oh my god! I couldn't tell if it was rain or smoke this morning oh. on the way home from Hinton, and then it turned out to be both for most of the way. Wow! You know where I was in the mountains, there was hardly any smoke. I actually had blue sky. Yeah. We had smoke roll in on Thursday afternoon. To where it was like white, and then wow. Friday and Saturday we didn't have any, and I'm, we're only forty k from a two hundred and twenty thousand hectare fire. Yeah, I, I don't know where you're living in Canada or where you're listening from, but there are over three hundred fires burning in BC, and I think everything east or everything west of the Manitoba Saskatchewan border is on fire. Basically, yeah, yeah. There is a I think fifteen hundred structures or, or people that had to evacuate structures in bc uh, we lost an entire town yeah that record setting which is nuts heat wave that's that's about three weeks ago Lytton ended up yeah. burning to the ground during uh, yeah setting temperature records and then then gone two, two or three days later it was gone yeah the whole province is a tinder box right now so hopefully you're safe if you're listening in bc and uh, hopefully you're able to deal 
with this smoke right now. I wanted to bring this up, Ty, because I think it's a very positive development. With the before before you go there, like if you're gonna bring up smoke, we might as well just go to Martavis Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's there to say? Is anybody surprised? I guess that's one angle at it. Yeah. And if you are, if you are, just turn this off right now because you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I kind of look at it. has been suspended multiple times for substance abuse issues. And whether or not you agree with, you know, cannabis use or not, it's a rule. Everybody knows it. It's not that hard to follow it. So he obviously has a trouble. He obviously has trouble with following rules, and he's a prima donna wide receiver. So I mean, this comes. This should come as a shock to absolutely nobody, and especially me as a Steelers fan. I I, I did not expect him at camp at all. Yeah, so he's one of those guys that you know has the talent, but just can't. Uh, he, he doesn't get out of his own way. Yeah, that that's exactly it. At the same time. For a uh, a receiver new to the CFL, actually any player new to the CFL that expects that they can just go to camp and it'll mm-hmm. be and make it, they can dominate and then go right back to the yeah. NFL. That that's just <laughs> it's a fairy tale. Those, those guys are freaks. Those guys are freaks. There there are ones that can do it, but they're freaks. It yeah, it doesn't really happen. I mean, there yeah. is uh, Cameron Wake. Who he 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 went to BC and dominated on the D line, and then he had a great career in Miami. But I, I just, it's just too bad that it was Miami. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I just look at the already talent in the, the receiving core in Toronto, and I, I just don't <laughs> think they're going to miss him. You know? <laughs> uh, no, probably not. I mean. Let's say that he does come to camp. He's probably only going to be playing with you for two or three weeks before he gets suspended. <laughs> if he was going to show up and you know apply himself, he probably would do very well. But uh, Toronto has. Are you are you going to put him ahead of Eric Rogers? No, and I'm not going to put him ahead of Demaris Daniels. No, no. Ricky Collins. I would not even Ricky Collins Jr. And that's no slight on Ricky Collins Jr. But like, I mean. These guys have proven themselves. Yeah, that's it. So why would you bring? Why would you? Why would you invite problems into your locker room? Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably just not going to happen at this point if he's not willing to show up to I, camp. I, <laughs> I, I hope for Dinwiddie's sake it doesn't. Yeah, like, like, how does that go in the locker room? These guys that have uh, played in the CFL, they, they grinded through mm-hmm. training camp, and then the pretty boy shows up afterwards. I, I don't think that would go over yeah. well. Yeah, but not only that, it, like. I mean, this guy shows up, and if there's a rift with with the guys that are there, I mean, Dinwiddie, you know, being a young, being a young head coach, I mean, that's that's a lot to handle in in your first full season. No kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I, I, just, I would not, I would not invite the drama. I also wanted to throw this in here uh, last week on the show. Oh, I said, uh, man, oh, I you would. You said it, okay? I, I, no, yeah. <laughs> This is not bad. I said, man, I'd love to watch Argo's training camp. And I got a Facebook message from Ryan, huge Edmonton fan and season ticket holder as a kid. 
and he just got to the recent podcast where we were talking Argos training camp. He actually got to watch some Argos training camp through the fence at the U of G last weekend. He said they're a crazy interesting group to watch. Eric Rogers and Devaris Daniels were dominant both days and made Darby look like a fool multiple times over the top. Oh. They, they will be very interesting to watch this year. And I still think they finished third. Well, that <laughs> that's a fascinating they, I mean, division, isn't it? But they could be great. Like, we talk about the West being so strong all the time. And, yeah. and you know, we talked about where we would rank teams like like a pre which eventually we will do that show here in the, in the next week or two yeah yeah uh and you know you gave me your your order and i was like yeah but the top four teams could be two points apart or four points apart it could be the same thing in the east between the top three i don't think ottawa factors into anything but i mean toronto's offense could win them games alone this is the year when there's going to be no uh crossover isn't it I think so. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think it would just be tough anyway because of the four less games. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we can probably count out a West-West Grey Cup this year. And- but, like, an, another <clears throat> another Montreal-Toronto matchup in the playoffs? Okay. They yeah. already had one yeah. this year, and it went well. <laughs> it went real well. Depending on who like, you Unbelievably you. well. Yeah. <laughs> Like 99.9% of the country was happy with that outcome. I just wanted to mention this with uh, the the Bill C-218 getting passed and single-game betting and all that. Do we know mm-hmm. when th- people will be able to place bets? Is, is that going to happen in the near future, or are we still going to be waiting a while? I, I think we're going to be waiting a while. Does anything move fast with the federal government? And I, I don't... I am not saying because it's the Liberals, I would say this about any, any government. government. We all know yeah. my hatred for Andrew Shear. So, I mean, <laughs> this is bipartisan or nonpartisan, I should say. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention that it appears that the CFL is going to enforce NFL style injury reports, which is very positive uh, to me. More transparency letting us know, giving us an eye into what's going on at practice. Sometimes. Yeah, We have no idea what's happening at practice. I will say this. There is going to be lying. There's going to be gamesmanship because Bill Belichick Dude, would always have Tom Brady. Tom as, Brady was questionable yeah. every week. And he always played. So, Except for those four, except for those four weeks in 2016. Yeah. Mike O'Shea is going to have fun with this. Oh, God. <laughs> He's already had fun with this. <laughs> Like, did you put Andrew Harris as 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 doubtful because you're afraid he's going to fail a test? <laughs> well, Does how about count? how about Andrew Harris um, missing or leaving practice for an appointment, and now he's sitting out for two weeks? Yeah. So it clears the system. <laughs> Just drink lots of water. <laughs> well, here cleanse. Here's an interesting angle, though. Um, Michael Riley in BC is nursing shoulder soreness. He didn't practice for three, three, three days. He uh, didn't play in the the scrimmage. Uh, they're they're saying in Calgary that Bo Levi Mitchell is on a pitch count. They're kind of managing mm-hmm. him as well. But these three names 
are going to be the starter in their respective position. There yeah. is no preseason games to figure well, anything out. Why, why risk them getting hurt in camp? Like Riley and Bo have been throwing in the offseason. Like, you know, as long as they get the new install in the playbook and they know their offense, I think they'll be okay. These are two of the best quarterbacks we've seen in, in, in recent history in the CFL. But also, there's no other opportunities to see who you have behind them if they're just taking all the reps mm-hmm. in camp. That that too, yeah. I mean, that that does help uh, the coaching staff for sure because you know these guys are they're not penciled in. They're in ink. Um, yeah. It, and I believe this year is the year we start only two quarterbacks or uh, carrying two quarterbacks on the game day roster. Yeah, that's happening. That's a big thing. Yeah. So it's not like you can have, you know, well, I don't know which one of these two guys is going to be my backup, so we'll just keep them both. No, you've got to make a decision. So that's going to that's gonna play into this too a lot. Very interesting wrinkle to training camp uh, this year. Now also, you brought it up to me that uh, the BC yeah. Lions have no starters from their defensive line left from 2019. And I kind of said... To which you replied with, they were crap. So <laughs> That might be a good thing for the BC Lions. The trenches were mm-hmm. a big problem on either side of the yeah. ball in 2019. It looks like they're starting from scratch on defense, hey? Yeah. Uh, you know, that. I know it's not all in the D-line, but especially when it comes to rushing, like, you know, they, they allowed the third most yards... They allowed over five yards per carry. Uh, they allowed the fourth most touchdowns. Like, I mean, it wasn't a great defensive line, and it was aging. Yeah. So, you know, to kind of try to find something different. I mean, they, they battled with the O-line all year trying to figure that out, and I think that they've kind of got that figured out now and, and maybe a group that'll be a little more consistent and now they can focus on the D-line. And, you know, that's going to be a big focus in camp, I think, because they don't have the preseason games. They're bringing guys in, and, you know, they're only going to be able to go against their teammates, and that's how you're going to have to make decisions, and you're just not going to – it's not going to be game speed. It doesn't matter what you do. It's not going to be game speed. Uh, and, and so to try to, you know, figure out a, a defensive line and a rotation – and all that stuff and get them to work together, I think that we could see it like the O-line last year where it's going to take some time. If you do look over BC's roster, there is maybe some CFL experience on the defensive line. J.R. Tavai uh, spent some time with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Chris Kasher is in there as well, but I- I'm guessing that is going to be a big battle, and there is going to be a couple new names we haven't seen before starting for the Lions on offense. I wanted to mention this, just scanning over 3downnation.com in the uh, one of those insider spe- pieces, one of them mentioned that BC and Edmonton are paying their offensive lines the most money out of anybody else in the league. And that one, both of those teams really need to protect their quarterbacks, especially... Mm-hmm. BC, they need to get it right this year. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think the year off helped anybody more. Yeah, than Mike Riley. 
Well, that's why I was like, oh, he's already got the shoulder soreness. And if you remember 2019... I get, I get shoulder soreness playing video games. It's just poor posture. <laughs> he's just got to work it out. <laughs> and he was the last quarterback standing. Which was amazing. I don't know how that was possible. Like... <laughs> if I took half the hits Riley did in 2019, I'd be done. You took one of the hits he took. <laughs> That's an experiment I'd like to try, but I'd like Ty to be the quarterback, no. not me. <laughs> no, um, you've seen Jackass. You've seen yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Johnny Knoxville run a crossing pattern against Jared Allen. I don't want to do that. If you paid me enough, I'd do it. Yeah. You can only get one concussion at a time. <laughs> yeah, you can't get two in five minutes, can you? Oh, yeah, you definitely can. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, if you get one hit, is one concussion. Oh, yeah. Like, it might, you might, your your brain might, you know, battle up, bump up against your skull like eight times in that one hit, but it's still just one concussion. <laughs> but it, then, if you get hit again, then there's another. Okay, I, I see. Another what you're one. Saying. And then you're just on the sidelines throwing up, and you don't remember anything, and you're basically Paul Korea playing a game you have no recollection of <laughs> okay uh ty cats training camp we still haven't seen braylon addison on the field mm-hmm. is that something that uh, a situation that you're watching uh to a point i mean when i read the headline i kind of chuckled because you know there's a joke there but something came up during brand braylon addison's physical examination That's- that's what she said. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, why why put him into training camp and aggravate an injury that's obviously nagging? If if there is something there, and you know, get him back to one hundred percent. You already know what he is. He just needs to get a couple reps in, and you know, get up to get up to game shape. It's not like he's trying to make this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's another one of those guys inked in for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Ottawa goes, they had Akeem Hunt was going to battle to be their starting running back. He spent time in the NFL with uh, the Houston Texans, ended up getting put on the suspended list, and then he went home. So Ottawa, that running back position is still up for grabs. Uh, I know we would <laughs> sort of talked about it last week with uh, Brendan Gillanders and... Timothy Flanders, who ended up uh, yeah. played with stupid, sexy Flanders, <laughs> Paul Lapolice before in Winnipeg, but they brought in another guy, uh, played f- some games for the Los Angeles Rams, Justin Davis uh, from the NFL. Okay. He had three carries. Okay, well, he did spend time there. But he <laughs> did carry the ball for the Trojans uh, at USC. So he- Probably made more money at USC than he in the <laughs> CFL. Scored 19 touchdowns, almost 2,500 yards, 461 carries there. So he does have uh, a lot of mm-hmm. carries in high-level football. And, you know, he has played special teams, so that, you know, adds in, you would think, a little bit of value to, to that signing as well. Yeah, so th- there we go. We'll see uh, who ends up carrying the ball for... Highest favorite, Matt Nichols. Jersey's in the mail uh, this upcoming hey, I, season. I, I like Matt Nichols more than I like Dom Davis. So <laughs> yeah, like he's the bottom of my list. 
<laughs> As we continue talking about training camp a little bit, we'll wrap up with Edmonton. And this is probably a challenge. <laughs> it's probably a challenge for all teams, though. They can't because you'd really rather not slam the guys on your own team. You'd rather try to get that out a little bit in preseason games, but without that yeah. happening. And maybe that's why there's some maybe some crossover scrimmages that have been talked about, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary sort of thing. I think the fireworks in those games might actually be uh, firing off a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think the starters are playing more than one series in those. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> or any or any <laughs> um I guess Edmonton practice has been quite feisty. Uh there's hmm. been I wonder where they got that from. <laughs> okay, yeah. I put on uh the prep sheet the ghost of Jason Moss. I don't know how accurate mm-hmm. that is. But they're not really getting and along. Like, he like the ghost of Jason Moss wouldn't just float. He would like have to flap his ears to stay up right? <laughs> I need somebody with <laughs> with Photoshop skills to make that happen. I, I kinda <laughs> Take the Dumbo ears and put them on like they might the Dumbo ears might be smaller. Flapping uh, like instead of Patrick Swayze and Ghost, it's Jason Moss, you know, encouraging the elves oh my God. to fight each other. <laughs> and then instead of uh, is that Demi Moore? Yeah, but instead of her, you could put like Chris Edwards. <laughs> like that is going so deep, nobody would get it except us, and that's the best part. And Andrew. <laughs> Andrew from the Turf District, I think you're right. Yeah. But but these <laughs> sort of undisciplined things have carried over into the season the past little while for Edmonton, yeah. haven't they? And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But the term culture change yeah, in the locker yeah. room, right? Yeah. Or, you know, they need a winning culture. They don't have a winning culture, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a thing. I, I just hate it. But it's not – the attitude in the dressing room isn't going to change, you know – over the course of one off season, you know, it's going to take time for those players to, you know, with the leadership group to be formed and, you know, all the new guys coming in, new coaching staff, it's going to take a while. This stuff is bound to happen. Like you said, with, you know, you're going up against the same guy day in, day out. And, you know, he does something one day that really pisses you off and you just, you now you're just waiting to get him back. Right. And so like stuff blows up. We see it in every league at practice. Uh, you know, stuff blows up. It happened to Montreal. They go on a run, and everybody claims that's why. Uh, but, you know, it's going to happen to every team, so that narrative isn't going to be there, or at least I think it's going to happen with every team just because, you know, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. So, mm. bam, right, mark that down. Um, <laughs> you know, so guys, guys are going to start to get pissy with each other, and it's not going to take very long. By Saturday afternoon at Grey Cup, I'm done with you because you snore too much. But I, I just grin and bear it and hate my life for one more night, maybe two, pop an Ambien, and I'm fine. By, that's hilarious. Um, uh, 
But you're right. It, it probably is blown out of proportion a little bit because there probably is skirmishes at yeah. every single football training camp with, you know, how physical the yeah. game is and uh, things like that. And I wouldn't be a very happy camper if I was practicing when it's 35 degrees and half of the air is wildfire smoke either. I'll tell you that much. So it, uh, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame these guys because on one hand, you, you want that fire as well. If you if you want guys, mm-hmm. you want guys to compete like that, and you you, you want them to rein yeah. in the emotions a little bit, but at the same time, you want that physicality and uh, roughness to to show up in your game. You don't want them just going through the motions, and then you know it comes to game one, and there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Rumi. With warmer weather comes yard work and lots of it. Prune your trees and shrubs, clean your eaves, troughs, replace those drafty win- windows you noticed over the winter, or you can call Rumi. They'll take care of all your outdoor and indoor maintenance while you fire up the barbecue and relax. I mean, that is... That's living the life. Visit roomy.ca. That's R-U-M-I dot C-A. Or you can call 1-844-777-7864 and let Roomy's trusted local experts take care of your yard so all you have to do is enjoy it. All right. Another episode of Two and Out is in the books. What are we? We're less than three weeks away from the start. Of the CFL regular season? You kidding me? This is this is real life, man. It doesn't feel real. I, 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 <laughs> no. I I am on fumes today. Well, yeah. Did you stop at Freezing Brothers in uh, Hinton at least and grab me some cinnamon buds? <laughs> it was one thirty in the morning when I got in. Oh, when did you leave? Mountain Mountain Time. I left at seven eleven. By design? No, I that's I, I was gonna I wanted to leave by like four thirty, but you know when you go to bed <laughs> You're at two, sleep for three hours. <laughs> well, I got to the hotel and the the open was on and it was live. I'm like, oh, am I even gonna sleep? <laughs> but I did. I turned off the TV, and and you know I was a responsible adult. Nice. Well, good for you. And uh, and you came home to your fridge, and how much was in it? Uh, two Cokes and probably about 35 beer and two tubs of margarine. <laughs> That's all you need. And, well, and Nanaimo bars in the freezer. Oh. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And two, that's six, seven, eight, nine rolls of skull. So, or nine tins of skull. So, I mean, I'm set for the week. I'll be okay. The essentials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure... We're going to the truck wagons tonight and tomorrow. I'll eat there. I was guilted into going for a family barbecue on Tuesday, which I'll probably flake on. <laughs> Wednesday, I think I'm pushing steers, so I'll just grab food beforehand. Thursday, we have ball, so it'll be a liquid supper. And Friday, I think we might be golfing, but I'm going to try to finagle a prime rib supper into that. And then Saturday is just recovery day on the couch. And uh, probably skip the dishes. So, I mean, I don't really have to go grocery shopping. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.